HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in that rhythm and blues that It's gonna get you Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Souther, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I am so good and so happy to see you. So happy to see you too, man. Welcome back to New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Tales of the Cocktail 2019. It's yeah, going man. great so far. Yeah, you're uh, you're just like all over the damn place all the time. Just today, honestly. Today is my big day. I have uh, yeah. four events in one day, but then I don't really have any other events that I'm uh, that I have to work. It's just things I'm going to go to and enjoy. Other than your very eventful next week where you're flying out to New Zealand. I fly to New Zealand the morning after the Spirited Awards, which my bar is up for two nominations. So yeah, either way, either way, Saturday night I'm going to be celebrating with drinking he's, or he's, crying he's into my drink. drink quoting. I'm doing the drink quote, yes. <laughs> uh, so either way, I'm going to be uh, not happy to be on a 22-hour flight to New Zealand. Uh, you'll be fine. I, I you never do. sleep, and this will give you an opportunity to catch up on that. That's true. I'll I'll probably take a few uh, Tylenol PMs or something and just try and sleep my whole way to New Zealand. Tylenol PMs. I'm air quoting. Uh, yes, now. you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take some kind of. Do they drug. have over old overhold on the flight? Uh, well, I'll bring some in a in a bag. You'll do that. Uh, I'll bring a big <laughs> sack of mini, minis of old overhold on the flight with me. Um, 22-hour flight is how long it takes to get from New Orleans all the way to New Zealand. I'm curious how long it takes to get from Ireland to New Orleans. Uh, so here in the studio with us, uh, the makeshift studio above Cane and Table in uh, the French Quarter of New Orleans, uh, we're sitting with Alex Thomas, the master blender from the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey. Welcome, Alex. Welcome how are you? Thank show. you very much. How long Thank did it take for you to get here from Ireland? It took me about 17 hours thanks to a little bit of a delay in JFK. But I'm here. and still going. An old JFK. <laughs> Uh, Typical. But we're glad you made it. Uh, we're glad the weather cleared up for us all to make it, right? Yeah, yeah there wonderful. Was a, really the, happy that everyone's here, safe and sound. There, like, was, a, you know, uh, there was a threat that the weather was going to sort of cancel a bunch of stuff, but yeah. passed right over with no issues. Didn't even really, hasn't even really rained since I've been here. I got here Sunday, and it's already Wednesday. Yeah. So it's beautiful time in sunny, sweaty New Orleans, <laughs> Louisiana. Um, yeah. Alex, we're here to talk to you about your whiskey. Um, but I'd like to just jump in first and, and, and ask, like, you know, there aren't a whole lot of female master blenders uh, in, in Ireland in the distilling business. Uh, how, how does it feel to, to be among that few ranks? 
it's wonderful. I was very fortunate that when I joined the industry 15 years ago, uh, there was an opening for male or female, and I was lucky enough to get the job. Obviously, there's a lot more distilleries now in Ireland. There's nearly 30. So the opportunity is now there for everyone to join in and be part of a wonderful industry. It's like a family feel, and for me, it's just the best job I ever could have. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. But even that number is low, only yeah. only 30 distilleries total, meaning like the, it's a slim chance you could be in your position at all. But that's that's amazing that you got it. Um, and you're crushing it. This whiskey is delicious. We're drinking the whiskey already. Yeah, we're having Normally some. we pour on Actually, the air, but we, 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 got excited. we got excited and poured pre-record. Pre, pre right yeah, let's get into it. Um, outstanding. Um, I, I, have a, I have a question. Like, yeah. First of all, the... the, uh, the recent popularity of Irish whiskey like as far as like single malt Irish whiskey and like like the higher end Irish whiskey in in like not not just the United States but in the world like where does that put you as far as like with the section like being a, a single malt Irish whiskey I mean like it's it's a pretty big like category to jump into it's a small gigantic category to jump into right it is indeed the single malts are wonderful and i have had the pleasure to launch in new york in 2017 and within a year the section has become the number one irish single malt in america what, what an achievement in less than a year so i brought it home to ireland in the uk in december 2018 with my head held high so yeah i really delight it do your friends like 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 your childhood friends ever like touch you and like they're like Wait, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> like, they're like, yeah. you're a, you're a master blender for a whiskey company. Like, I mean, I guess it's different from being like. Yeah, you don't just like leap Irish, right into that. You surely, <laughs> you, there's a definite path that yeah, leads you to that you place. Yeah, how did you get right? into that? Uh, well, in 2004, I was fortunate enough that my husband came home from working in the Bush Mills Distillery to tell me there was a job opportunity. And for anybody that lives in the North Coast, uh, it's a dream come true to work in the industry. So I jumped at the chance, and 15 years later, here I am with you today, talking about a whiskey that I created and everybody's enjoying. So yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, so cool. Outstanding. That's so cool. You know, with with this show, there's so many people out there who work in this industry in, in every like facet of this industry, and there are these true inspirational stories. And this, like you said, like it's a dream come true. Like there, you yeah. know, like getting into that is just like a like one in a million chance, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like what, what I just said, she said there's 30 distilleries. That means there's only 30 heads of the thing. So yeah. you're one of 30 in all of the country, right? Um, uh, so uh, what we're doing here tonight at Cana Table here in New Orleans at Tales of the Cocktail is um, promoting this notion of like late night revelry for sort of the industry folks. Um, what, what do you think makes uh, the Sexton work so well as like a late night whiskey specifically? Well, for me, the sextant's for the restless. It's for those that want to forge their own path and make their own way and be a little bit different. So growing up, single malts were... You came to the right show, by the way. Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> the single malts were high-end and they were kept for those special occasions. Uh, so like for me, I have memories of when my grandfather keeping a bottle for the special occasions or somebody got married, a birthday. But more often than not, it was when somebody passed away. So normally it would be sad day, but I always remember these happy memories of them telling stories about the people that had passed celebrate life celebrate life and that's for me exactly what the sexton's about so to come out at night is when you start to enjoy after work and you start to live your life and have those memories that you can share after you're gone so that's why the sexton works so well for the late night events 
I love that. You know, I, I love how it also ties in. I, I'm a former resident of this city, New Orleans, which is famously known for throwing giant parties for when people die. You know, we, we literally dance in the street. We call it second lining, and we, we celebrate that life. I, I love that. I love that that's a great tie into even where we are right now. Um, and Let's talk about rebirth. Like, so, like, what are some of the innovations that you are doing with the section? single malt Irish whiskey? Well, obviously for the Sexton, I wanted to create a single malt that was approachable and could bring people into whiskey category that maybe didn't think whiskey was for them. So it was important that I produced a whiskey that could drink neat with mixers or in cocktails. And that's one of the amazing things I have found, how versatile it is and how in any cocktail you still get to taste the Sexton. It's bold enough to hold its own and it works really well. And an event like the Tales of the Cocktail is just a wonderful place to be to showcase it. Yeah, yeah. At, at any moment. 24-7. <laughs> I mean, that's what this is. It's a known lovely for. whiskey, too. We had just a lovely time. Like, we were all hanging out together at the Heritage Radio Network uh, Winter Gala, right? Like, not that long ago. But it was so much fun to have just the, the you know, hanging out in the garden. Yep. Like, and we were essentially having a midnight party, right? Oh, here we meet again. <laughs> yeah, here we are again, you know. Yeah, that's great. Um so what, what inspired you to create the Sexton in the first place? Like, what, what drove you to, to, to create this particular blend? Or single malt, rather. Well, obviously, I have a love of single malt, and I also have a love of sherry. Uh, growing up, my grandmother would always been begging fruitcakes and always try to get, teach me how to do it. But I always was keener on the sherry than I was on the begging. So working with the Antonio Pez Labada family, I sourced the European oak from France, which is just such a beautiful wood. When I started in the industry in Bush Mills, there was a gentleman there who'd been there for 40 years and was a cooper, and he loved wood, and he sat and told me all these stories about the different woods and how they reacted. So I suppose the European oak was a homage to him and where he taught me all of the things that I needed to know to be a master blender. So the European oak came from there. The sherry was an influence for my grandparent who sort of taught me how to be the person I am and brought me to where I am. And obviously the single malts because there's such an amazing thing. And one thing we do well in Ireland is make really amazing single malts. So I wanted to put a high-end whiskey out there that people could afford to drink every day in their way. So that it wasn't something that was kept for the special occasions. And it wasn't something that only could be drunk with neat or water. It's your way and that's what the Sexton represents. They're all special occasions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every, every moment occasion. you breathe, every yeah. moment you live. Yeah. We should celebrate life all the time. Yeah, we yeah. should. And thank you for making that whiskey. Yeah, for every, the, every time we every pop the cork, we can celebrate every minute. Yeah. Um, well, what we're doing here at, uh, in New Orleans, anyway, is kind of kicking off what we're calling what you're calling the Sexton Midnight Club, right? Um, kind of an opportunity for uh, places to serve delicious cocktails and delicious food uh, later at night, so that industry folks. I mean, like what a great town to do that. I mean, perfect. Right? Yeah. I mean, like so that industry folks like Damon and I can have a place to go after we're done with work, which is typically pretty late, um, and enjoy this sort of, you know, whiskey. You're talking about the morning, right? That's, it's, it's morning. <laughs> yes. it, the midnight morning. The, yes, the, the midnight club starts at, <laughs> in the morning. Um, yeah, and, and I think what a great thing to introduce and what a great town to introduce it in. Uh, do you know offhand if you're doing this sort of thing in other cities as well? Yeah, we have they're trying to do three events. So the next one will be in Austin. Uh, so, yeah, awesome. it's, it's wonderful. This is the main big event here in New Orleans. So that's why I've made my way out here to, uh, from Ireland to be here for it. So it's a wonderful event and hopefully it will be a total success. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna crush it. Yeah. Um, uh, side note, I mean, you, you mentioned this your first time in New Orleans, uh, and I know you don't get to stay for long, and that's unfortunate. But how are you enjoying the city so far? Oh, it's wonderful. I managed to get out and about a little bit this morning, so yeah, 
some f- amazing food, some amazing places to go and see. So definitely we'll be back. Yeah, you'll have to let us know when you come back. We'll, we'll join. I'll definitely join you. As far as like a like kind of like a newer brand product like on the market, how like what, what have you seen? Like how's the the growth been and the expansion of it? It's going really well. Um, I say it was a dream come true to see it launched and to go so quickly to the number one Irish single malt uh, was just amazing. And it, from there, we've launched in Europe, brought it home. So it's went a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. But you can't complain at that in this industry. Yeah. It's been wonderful. People, the bottle is so unique. It's catching their imagination. But they come back to buy the product, what's inside the bottle. And that's the main thing um, about it. Obviously, Ireland is booming at the moment. That Everyone has fallen back in love with Irish whiskey. So it has to be unique. It has to stand out and be bold. And that's exactly what the People Sexton are, is. They're falling back in love with Irish whiskey because of great brands like the Sexton. Yeah, thank you. Know, you. That's that's what's happening, yeah. you know. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that in for us, you know. Like it's really incredible. Like it was, uh, you know. And I'm not trying to discount. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to drop any names. But the thing is, like it was for like quite some time in the United States. It was one of these whiskeys that was just quick shots, you know. And to see really like kind of elevated products, like way more elevated products like whiskeys coming out of of Ireland like things that are in higher like volume bars but like in cocktail programs yeah exactly and, you know it's like it's it's incredible to see like and it was kind of a, it's a, like this it's, it's, it's like a higher a quick turnaround uh, indeed yeah it's like a higher level of product but still at a price that's uh, you know approachable and uh, usable for cocktail bartenders like you and I and, and uh, to use at yeah. the bar, and also just to, you know for the consumer to pick up. Let's let's can we touch on the design of the bottle a little bit? I know it's radio; people can't see it, but the the bottle is uh, you know six sided hexagonal. Uh, hexagonal shape. Uh, I a, know a big word. Uh, yeah, look at you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a sort of a skeleton with a top hat. What's the, can you talk about all these design features? So Damon loves design. He's got a degree in design. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, you'll love this then. I do. So I wanted to represent Ireland well. So the barley comes from the southeast coast of Ireland, Wexford, Tipperary, but it's distilled in the north, and the north has the Giant's Causeway. The Giant's Causeway stones are shaped like the bottle. Yeah. Oh, so it represents you, that. You know. mm-hmm. Like the pillars that kind of yeah. come out of the earth. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's black because the best day for a master blender is the day you release the spirit from the cask for the first time. You get those aromas and that beautiful color for the first time. So that's hiding away in there. So you get to experience a little bit of that like I do every day. It also gives you a little hint of the dark, rich color coming from the sherry. The name Sexton comes from medieval Latin, and it means a custodian of precious objects, or more simply put, the caretaker of precious things. And that's me. I'm the caretaker of this amazing whiskey while it's in the cask. It then like goes a, into the bottle, and the bartenders become its sexton, and its caretakers, yeah. and they look after it. Like a it. steward. If like you, a steward, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. She talks like a poet. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've never heard of Robert Burns. Kidding. <laughs> 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 it's um, also the name given to the guy that lays the body to rest, but yeah. it's normally That's a sad day, a but as I say, as well. he's a caretaker, he looks after us, and we live life well before we meet him, so all's good. Wow, that's amazing. Why do I only get to see you like once a year? Oh, well, we'll yeah. have to sort that out. Like, you're going to have to come we'll to we'll Ireland a few times uh-huh. too. Yeah. See, Damon's fishing for a trip to Ireland. There you go. Open invitation. <laughs> oh, I love fishing. There we go. We can <laughs> go fishing. We've got some great go fishing. Yeah, some great fishing. A bit of golf at the moment too. Yeah. Come on ahead. I'd love even more when like I hear about like what's happening next. Now you don't have to divulge any like company secrets, but like, are you planning on like? 
doing like new stuff like in the future innovation is something i'm passionate about like maturation is where the magic happens for me so experimenting is part of being a master blender and distiller so there's always going to be something in the background i'm working on but i'm concentrating on the section at the moment to have it out on the shelf and people buying it and hearing good reports about it at the minute i'm still in love with all of that i can't let that go for now so that's the most diplomatic way of saying no comment for now (laughs) right watch this space who knows but i i I know that's got to be a great feeling of pride when you see your bottle on the back bar of bars that you're visiting while you're here in the united states and easy easy to spot i've seen it at plenty of liquor stores all over uh, new york city and even uh, outside of there when i've been traveling like it's amazing and I'm, i'm really happy to have you on the show um, to learn more about the Sexton Midnight Club, uh, people can go to the Sexton Midnight Club page on vice.com. Uh, and for exclusive look at the best late night restaurants and bars in the U.S., curated by top chefs around the country, check out the Sexton City Guides on vice.com as well. Alex, it's been a true pleasure having you with us here so on Speakeasy nice in, in gorgeous... Uh, balmy New, York, uh, New New Orleans. I was in New York. Uh, in, in, I'm, we never really know where we are. Yeah, well, I, I went from New York to New Orleans, and then I'm going to New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I only go places that but are new. You're so old. <laughs> That's my thing. I only do new things. Uh, but yeah, what a treat to have you on the uh, on well, the air with us. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, outstanding. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it, I think we. I think it's time for a cheers, right? I think we got to go downstairs and join the party team. That's right. Salancha. The Midnight Club, <laughs> the midnight. as it were. Yeah. Salancha. That's it for the Speakeasy for this segment. And check out Heritage Radio Network and the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey. Check out Canid Table in New Orleans. Check out Vice.com. Check out all of our friends. Yeah. As we name drop the fuck out of the world. That's right. And visit us next year at Tales of the Cocktail because we're going to come here every year. Exactly. All right. Until next time. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Salon. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at HearstRanch.com. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Other T. Other T. Hey, buddy. We having a good time here. We're having a blast in uh, awesome. in New Orleans. I hope there's no other there's no other time to have in New Orleans. It's always a blast. Other than a blast, always a blast. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's always on blast. That. Yeah, it's lit. Dude, it's fire. So it must be really Tight. cool for you. Like, <laughs> it must be really cool for you to be back in New Orleans. Like, we talked a little bit uh, like previously about the fact that you were uh, a chef in New Orleans for a while, for yep. a few years, and then like traveling around. Isn't this the best city just for like like culture, food, 
drinks, everything. Yeah, everything that has to do with nightlife. Culture, food, drinks, yeah. music. Like, it's all here. Yeah. Um, and, like, because it's a city that's so... You know, it's, it's kind of like... It's a city that's so full of restaurants that that high tide raises all boats. So, like, every place you go is fucking amazing. Synergy. Yeah, every place you go is amazing. And they're, like, looking at what each other are doing and trying to, like, play off each other. Just like we do in the cocktail bars in New York City. Like, we're checking each other out and we're, like, paying homage to one another by, by trying to, like, sort of one-up each other but in a friendly way, right? Absolutely. And, you know, what's really cool about being here in New Orleans during Tales of the Cocktail is that the community comes together in this insane way. Like, we're, we're upstairs. Upstairs. And the second floor of Canaan Table. Yeah. We're hanging out. We have the, the second floor here full of people here. Yeah. Friends of the show, uh, friends of ours, like-minded folks. We're all here hanging out. They're all here in our our Make mobile shift, studio. Makeshift studio, yeah. You know, <laughs> and we get to hang out and talk with our good buddy, yeah. the chef, fucking badass of the evening. Chef badass of the evening. Uh, executive chef of Canaan Table, uh, Alfredo Noguera. Welcome, buddy. Hi, thanks Welcome for having me, guys. Show. Thank you. Dude, thank no, you, thank, thank you. you for having us in your house. This is your house. Welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Mi casa, tu casa. Oh, dude. Wow. Uh, we're so stoked to be here. Um, so yeah. this is for the Sexton's Midnight Club, um, which is a party that they're trying to sort of initiate, not just here in New Orleans, but kind of all over the country, where they're looking at places and curating lists of great places where uh, where anybody, but certainly industry, can go kind of later at night and still get good drinks and good food late at night, which is like, that's the that's kind of the ethos of the entire city of that's, New Orleans. And that's certainly exactly Cane and Table. Right. That's exactly right. And certainly Cane and Table. Um, what do you what do you think about the night? Are you having a good time? Great time, uh, great time. Having a I smell like charcoal and whis- you know Irish whiskey. I feel great. <laughs> I, feel I might have put a ring on you. That is a great smell, by the <laughs> way. Smell, I'm not. I'm just gonna hang on to this for the rest of the tales. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, and so you you banged out some delicious food to Thank you. to serve with some cocktails that, that Damon and I actually curated. Which for the, were, for the I've program. had one of each. Maybe at least. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> at least one. Yeah. I ran you through your paces, uh, and uh, you guys did a great job. Yeah, we're running. We're running you so. through your paces down there with the food. And it's <laughs> fucking delicious, dude. Good, good. I think this is my like tenth or eleventh tales of the cocktail, and it's probably my like twentieth time to visit New Orleans. This city is—it's the most unique city in the United States, for sure, possibly the world. The food, like you said, music culture, drink culture, it's like, it's so unique. So, like, and you have been here. You're a native, right? Ever. A native, literally all your life. I did relocate to Chicago for a hot minute after Hurricane Katrina. We're not going to talk about that. No, we can. Chicago's <laughs> Sorry, cool, too. Edit that. Edit that. No. Chicago's Point. cool. Yes, you can get up I've there. You, you, you went up there. You probably took, never, a, took a few things from here with you. Took a few things right. from there and brought them back. That's right. That's I how brought, it works in our business. I actually brought them a lot because I did New Orleans food in Chicago. To Hell, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, there was a lot to take in. Chicago food scene is incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I definitely took a lot from that time there. How's your time been working here at Canyon Table? You also are at Cure as well, right? That's right. Owned by the same folks. That's uh, right. So how's, how's your time been with this company? It's been great. I mean, uh, Neil and Kirk uh, are two great friends of mine. Um, they've been easy to work with. Perfect. You know, I mean, it's hard to say they are my boss, but, you know, it's like we were more, we never, we work great together. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, it's hardly that relationship. It's a, Do you ever find... Uh, at times, like with the uh, the combination of like food and beverage, 
Like sometimes in certain situations, it turns into a kind of like a battle between front and back of the house. Mm-hmm. To me, like in New Orleans, it's synergy. It, it just happens all together. Yeah. You know? When it does, I call it, that's the magic though. That's, yeah. That's a great. When you could go into a place and have a fucking great cocktail, glass of wine, and something good to eat. That doesn't always happen easily, I don't think. I mean, it's getting better. Well, you got to work for it. You got to work for it. But like I mean, any good relationship, it takes some work. But I mean, we have great drinks here. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, bar is known. Have, this bar is known as one of the preeminent bars of New York. New yeah. Orleans, in my opinion. I yeah. said New York again. Too, yeah. too many news. That's okay. Are you drinking? <laughs> oh, I'm drinking. Are you drinking? I'm New drinking York, sex and whiskey. New Orleans, New Zealand. Yeah, all the news. I mean, you know. It's obvious at every restaurant now you'll see a cocktail program. And at any fancy, you know, exclusive cocktail restaurant, somebody will try and do a good menu as well. But if you have a full restaurant working within the cocktail bar that is 50-50, I love that creative comp. I don't want to call it competition, but it definitely feeds off of one another. Sure. You know, it's just like everybody yeah, that, kind of. What do you think, Southern? Uh, yeah, it's like a synergy. Like if you can exactly. get if you can get your bar team excited about the food and the and the kitchen team excited about the drinks, then suddenly yeah. there's a uh, you know a symbiosis where it's like, oh man, we've got uh, you know we've got uh, a bunch of extra whatever I don't know bell peppers in the kitchen, and the, and then the bar can maybe run through the juicer and use that juice in, in, a, in a unique and creative cocktail like uh, that right. crossover. Here's like, how to use the. Here's how to use this piece of equipment to make your cocktail better. And right. Yeah. Here's this incredible booze to put. This maybe might yeah, be a little bit too expensive. We're all in together, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I have just got to put a really beautiful sherry in my dessert, like to finish it yesterday. But I wouldn't have had that if I would have just been next door working. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, nor had somebody with the palate to tell me like this is the right one for that. Right. Yeah. So, it, it it's great. I love this relationship. Yeah. Cool. And how long you been with Cane and Table and Cure? Two and a half years. Hell yeah, that's a good run. Oh yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, we're going, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, and you're expanding too, because we're we're upstairs as Damon mentioned. We're upstairs at Canyon Table. Uh, last time I was here, this didn't exist at all. It's a whole another dining room, a whole another area. I'm sure this that's is right. bringing in greater revenue for for private parties or exactly or whatever it is you're doing. The up PDR. There, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's thank you. Yeah, we we use it for a lot of overflow and during during the winter, uh, but. It's continuing to finding ways to use it, and you know we we're not we have several years left, maybe another decade signed with with our lease and whatnot. So yeah, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, of course, especially with the involvement of like Tales of Cocktail and like I don't know, the mixology movement, like in like the the resurgence. Have you seen like the the culinary side follow with the for sure? The cocktail yeah, side? yeah, hundred percent. I mean. The and also, food guys are more excited about cocktails as well. It's just more things for us to like dig into. Like we're, we're really excited like, about yeah, yeah. food because we we really need it. <laughs> We've yeah, had too yeah, many I cocktails. Like, I'm a big yeah. fan of eating. I try and do it every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it doesn't always work out. Any of the newer guys working on things, or uh, you know, on, on younger, let's just say like new, newer food movement kind of people, <clears throat> they're always very interested and in, in even sometimes have to DIY like a, a, a drink curate a drink menu and and now there's a lot more interest as well as uh, with with natural wine and stuff like this it's just like continuing to bring more things into the fold to be interested in because we're just looking for things to be interested in because we are passionate about stuff and yeah. like I mean I was a chef for 12 years and I, I, I make the joke all the time I, I used to be a chef now I just make chilled soup 
Right? Yeah. There's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of crossover in drinks and food. That's uh, yeah. No, I I, I bartended for a while. Yeah, oh, I right. bartended at Big Star in Chicago. For, oh yeah, yeah, right on. <laughs> See, that's what yeah, you did so. when you were over there. Uh, yeah. Our friend Jessica, all the way from Texas, has a question for you. Uh, Jessica, that mic doesn't seem to be on. So let's hit this one. Oh well, hello there. Okay, so, so uh, I guess so. Um, since we're talking about the culinary and uh, and and cocktail crossover in that world of Epicurean delights, um, what would you say is something? Um, you know, happening right now in, in, in a cocktail, perhaps even downstairs in this very building, uh, and like that excites you about how it uh, uh, plays with uh, something that comes out of your kitchen. Wow, that's uh, on the spot. I, guess, I, guess, I, I there, said we had no gotcha moments. You got but. <laughs> I, I, I guess I guess the question is: Is there anything that is there, is there anything that's going out of the kitchen and, and winding up behind the bar? Is there anything behind the bar that's going into yeah. the kitchen? We like uh, we have a, a fantastic bartender, Sam. <clears throat> and she's always, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, farmer's market kind of digging, you know, making sure things seasonal and, and whatnot. And, and she's always right behind trying to get those things into her drinks as well. Um, different shrubs from, you know, right now, the, the irony of, of New Orleans is uh, when things slow down, the, the shit starts really popping off at the market. <laughs> right. So, like, so, but. Um, it's like high season for, for produce, but it's the low season for people coming. <laughs> it's like it's and it's like amazing stuff too. It's right. like it's crazy, but at Cure as well, um, one of the the I call her one of the newer bartenders, but she's been there for probably like almost a year and a half. And she was talking to me today about uh, doing something new with with uh, the peaches that we have here that are incredible. So there's a uh, there's always that kind of going back and forth about what I'm what I come because I I buy too much. I'm an easy target for salespeople for like at the market they're like hey try this and i bring my daughter I have I, 10 of those yeah exactly they're like just let me put that in your little you know your little your little wheelbarrow there and i'm like oh yeah no problem so but and so i end up having to work with them regardless you know so so <laughs> sam will come up and be like yeah yeah like chef you bought too many blueberries and you have you put like two of them on the dessert you know like what are you gonna do with yeah exactly so yeah outstanding yeah. Um, what's your favorite like dish, and what's your favorite cocktail? Like, like if you had to choose, like right at the end of the day. Anywhere? Or here, 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 your shop. <laughs> I mean, like. I, well, I mean, all right, I just came. I just came back from a pretty epic vacation, and I came here. I was gone for a pretty much. Let's just call it two weeks. Yeah, Life it. is an epic vacation. Yeah, no, we went to Paris, south of France, kind of hung out, then did a layover in Chicago for four days. We were stuck for the fake. Uh, hurricane thing that was. Um, Thanks, and Barry. I came straight here after I really because um, I, I do some of my old family recipes here. So we have a a, a pretty classic arroz con pollo that we just kind of restauranted it up a little bit, you know, kind of right. executed a little bit. More, you know, I got a little bit more cash than my grandma did, so we throw a bunch of saffron in there, or at least Neil, <laughs> the, the, the guy that writes the checks, says. So. We just threw all the fucking <laughs> saffron in there and. Uh, really nice chicken and then i mean I, i'm just kind of a sucker for a classic daiquiri i don't know yeah shop, that does just to Aren't me that's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah who isn't so that's why you're on the show because yeah. you're, <laughs> you passed the test dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah classic yeah. daiquiri is the way just, to go yeah 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 thanks jess sure. it's also like it's kind of crazy like I, I still like i'm always mesmerized by like the harvesting of saffron it's like the weirdest fucking process it's, it it's has probably to be, it has to be done by hand. That's why it's so expensive. It's, yeah. it's not expensive because of the product. It's expensive because of the process. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. 
the most expensive spice. And I work for fucking mm. Fernet Branca, dude. Which like, uses a lot a of saffron. A lot of saffron. So it's like, it's crazy. It's mind-numbing. It's um, just got, you know, but it, it's definitely the thing that I've experimented with. And like, random dishes. It, 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 you could fuck things up with <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's not like, oh, this is the most expensive thing. You just put it on stuff, and it's great. It's like, no, it doesn't belong in, you know. Well, there's, there's like maybe like a, a wrong placement of it, but like, can you ever really use too much saffron? <laughs> I try. I mean, like, <laughs> I, tr- I try. You, I go, I go, you, I go, I go hard. You've challenged yourself. <laughs> I go hard. <laughs> go hard or go home on the saffron. That's the way to go. <laughs> Uh, listen, I got another buddy that's stepping up to the mic. His name's uh, Brian. He's a friend of mine back from down here from New York City. Brian, how are you enjoying the, the Sexton Midnight? Oh, yeah. Pop that bottle. Hell, yeah. Uh, how are you enjoying the, the Sexton uh, Midnight Club uh, here at Canaan Table? It's fantastic. It's, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, Thank the, you so much. The whiskey, the whiskey is fantastic. This is the question I want to ask you, though. So I'm from, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, which is roughly a comparable size city. Okay. And is more progressive than most people kind of think of and is interested in cocktails and interested in cuisine too. And I'm always focused, like we, we live in New York and I've been in New York for four years and you can do so much there and people accept so much there. They, they, they get on that train. What are your limits here? What do you like? What, what things do you want to try in a dish that you're like, I can't get away with that? What do you want to like, are there cocktails that you can't really like get people no. convinced of? No, we, we I mean... No limit soldiers, man. No, nah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was listening to Master P on the radio last night. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I would hate to be in that position. Yeah. So I don't feel that necessarily. I don't know. Turn this back around. You is yeah. there? Are there any ingredients that you think you can't work with? Not in New York. Not in New York. In I feel o- like honestly, Omaha, yeah. Like in Omaha, there was it was kind of cool because there was a midline enough of like all these places like you could do really cool stuff, but you could only move people over about that much. So you have these limitations of like how what you can convince people to eat and drink, what they'll actually really enjoy. So the educational process is like you you push it, but you push it very slowly over time. I mean, you're still going to work in bars with Bud Light, and there's nothing wrong with Bud Light. But I'm just saying, like, you're still going to serve that like an awful lot. I worked in a bar in Omaha, Nebraska. There's everything wrong with Bud Light. There is actually everything wrong with Bud Light. But uh, lime. But yeah, it's, it's, actually <laughs> it's a different thing. Tight. <laughs> I, I I worked in a bar that reminds me of like bars I've gone to here while I've been here. Where I can talk to people, I could talk to people about different IPAs we had on tap, or they'd order a Bud Light, or a Jaeger Bomb, or a Vucare, or an Old Fashioned, wow. and you would go back and forth in the entire night for those things too. So, like, the thing that I like about whenever you're pushing culture is that you always have it there for them, uh-huh. no matter what. I'm just, I'm always concerned. Like, first of all, I don't really want to offend people, but I, I I'm always concerned. Like, how much can you get them over here? I mean. Really, what it, what it really comes down to is is you have my my responsibility is first to convince the staff. Yeah. Right. Because it's not my. I I have to make the thing taste good. So that's that's paramount, right? It has to be delicious. What a crazy and, concept. And, and right. Look good. You want to get, get doing it for the crowd. Uh, they don't know how it's gonna look before it goes on. <laughs> but honestly, you know, what's paramount is that it, that it tastes good, right? And then that you could get the staff to enjoy it. Marketing it on the menu is huge. Like how you word it on the menu is a game, is change. You know what I mean? Pricing it, wording it, all that shit really lays into it. But at the end of the day, if you put something up at pre-ship, you tell the staff, they taste it and they're into it. They're gonna sell it. You know, it's so that that that's that's kind of how that works 
to me. Now, there's some things, you know, wines and, and certain things. Like, I, I, saw, I already brought up once the natural wine thing. That, that's really hard. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not in that position because you're really, like, breaking barriers of, like, I know uh, Pinot Noir to taste this way, and now it tastes like this. What this is fucked up. So that's not what I'm playing. <laughs> so it's not my bag. But uh, things like as bartenders, like we constantly like we have to have this like back catalog. Yeah, you do. Of all these recipes. Yeah. That goes beyond the menu. Mm-hmm. I've often wondered, like, what it's like to be a chef, and like. If someone came to you, like to your restaurant, and they were like, "Like, hey, your, ma- your menu looks nice, but can I have steak, Oscar, right. instead?" Okay, well, sure. I'm glad <laughs> to have you here for this. Yeah, because like, you can back me up both ways. Well, right? the thing is, like the it's right. all about timing on this yeah. situation. And we we've had these situations happen before, where like yeah. VIPs or like celebrities right. come in, they're like, "I only eat steamed vegetables." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How do you fucking deal with the bartender's it's choice? It's all about timing. Yeah, I mean. The chef's choice. Chef's choice. Like, you know. Yeah, because we get a couple of rough ones that are like the, the and, well, allium. Those are two de- different things, by the way, chef. Because like one one side of it is like you've got dietary restrictions. What's right? your yeah, fucking life debt? Like, life debt. Sometimes you have. Yeah. Like if a peanut gets near my so, dinner, I might die. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> like on the other side of it, it's like, do you ever have guests? come in and just be like fucking freestyle that shit bro oh yeah and you you get it yeah do you, you accommodate get you get weird fuck no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's printed, no I'm kidding I'm it's kidding. printed right on the menu no substitutions <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding I, I'm uh, uh, I've been in this game for a long time you know what I mean I, right. as, as long as I've been doing anything I've been in hospitality so I always would love to accommodate it's always in my sure. nature to yeah. try. If you catch me, you know, like Jazz Fest weekend, Saturday night, we're fucking lying out the You'll door like, and all this crap and somebody no. comes in with, I don't, I can't eat garlic because it makes me fart. Like I lose yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I put, I, you're about to get real farty, motherfucker. I put garlic like, all over the place. Like here's some lettuce. Get hip to this fucking just garlic Just go ahead right and bring, now. yeah, just, I, you're, you're boned. I don't know what to tell you, but. Right. You know, and I, I know to, you guys get, get the same yourself. thing. Sometimes people are just not self-aware and, like, go into a... a the, you're oh, like, they're self-aware. A, you're, they're just not aware of their you're environment. You're like, ah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I guess so. They're a little too self-aware. So, I mean, there have <laughs> been definitely situations where... And sometimes my, my move is just to stop the whole telephone game between the server and them. And I just... I'm like, fuck it. So I just go the to the... Yeah. I just go to yeah. the dining room and I'm like, like what do you want to eat? Yeah. I had to do it actually two nights ago. Some of the plantation rum people were here, and uh, the one of the, not the dropping guys names was, or anything. Oh no, no, no. shit! <laughs> That's all right. Uh, can you pick that up for me? No, no, uh, sorry. <laughs> but the, the she had like a you know couldn't deal with salt. So I mean that's kind of a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I, like I mean I'm here to I'm like here the, to bring you flavor, yeah. and that's this flavor enhancer that yeah. I use the most. So I mean, but that we just had to like, I was like, what are you in the mood to eat tonight? And she's like, fish. Cool. I went and grabbed a piece of fish. You know, we dredged it up. I made her a salad while she waited for it. It was no big deal. Yeah. 
Sometimes you can do that, sometimes you can't. Of course. I think the bottom line is that you, uh, you mentioned already that you, you were behind the bar, but you're, you're behind the, the, the line all the time. And just like us behind the bar, you, you want to please the people that come in the door. Right. But you, you have to do it in a way that's going to be making sense for both the business and for the flow of the rest of the room. You can't, you can't throw everybody under the bus to take care of one person. I think it's always smart to, I kind of learned at some point to just kind of have a couple of things in your back pocket yep. too. Yeah, totally. You know, it's just yeah, like, absolutely. you know, you know what I mean? Just like, there's been too many of those situations. Yeah, of course. Um, and, you know. Yeah. And, and that's it is all it is. about timing. Like, yeah. pretty much every drink that I make can be made within a minute, right? Right. Uh, maybe that's not true at existing conditions where they have to do some sous vide uh, infusion or something like that. So, right. So that's out over there. Uh, but, but then they'll make something a la carte that, so that someone can be satisfied. Uh, but whereas in the kitchen, they can't just come in and say, I'll have braised short ribs and you're like I don't have that and that would take me 24 hours to right. make right no 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 you come guys are to, totally come back tomorrow situation. and yeah. I still won't have it um, right because go fuck yourself <laughs> um, well speaking of timing I yeah. think we're about yeah. right there at the end yeah but I do want to say this like yeah. you know like, I have to say a few things I, I, I'm really excited about having you on the show today yeah it's been great we we don't so get enough chefs so on the show. We don't get enough yeah. chefs on the show. Yeah. And it's, it's, we're all in this together. We're not selling booze. We're not selling food. We're creating experiences. That's right. And that's our job. That's right. right. And so I really appreciate you taking a, a kind of crazy amount of time out of your life. Uh, out of your kitchen right now. While the party's going on. While the party's going on. I just realized that yeah. I should probably be in there. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, man. Like, I just realized we're in the middle of service. The kitchen's on fucking fire right now. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's actually a live fire outside. Yeah. 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 Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. And that chicken. It's, and that it's chicken either fire or flooding, flooding you know. But, um, oh, boy. So just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> thank also, you. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone in, in our audience here uh, at, uh, at Kitchen. Yeah, cheers, guys. Um, I gotta, yeah, I gotta take it away. I got to plug. Um, and Chef Negara, again, thank you so much for, for being with us. Uh, um, uh, to learn more about the Sex and Midnight Club, visit Sex and Midnight Club page on Vice.com. And for an exclusive look at the best late-night restaurants and bars in the United States, curated by top chefs from around the country, uh, check out the Sex and City Guides on Vice.com. Uh, and then, of course, pick up yourself a Canyon bottle of table. Sexton. Yeah, of course, they're on the list. Uh, yeah. Pick yourself up a bottle of the Sexton uh, Single Malt Irish Whiskey as quick as you can, because this, this stuff is just absolutely goddamn delicious. Yeah. That's tasty. it. That's Quite it. tasty. Thank you so much for being yeah. here, everyone. Cheers, I really guys. appreciate it. It's so nice to see everyone, like new faces and old faces, here in New Orleans. If you would go to our website uh, at heritageradionetwork.org, you can click on the beating heart and donate to the station to keep supporting people like us and also the aforementioned Dave Arnold. Oh, yeah, um, of course. From existing. Yeah, his show's, on, his show's on Heritage, yeah. Radio, Heritage yeah. Radio as well. Lots of good content. Uh, from all of us here in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, everybody. So you don't shun the devil with your rock. Want more of the Speakeasy? Follow us and ask questions on Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast or on Twitter at Speakeasy Radio. You can find Damon at Damon Bolte, and you can find me at Creative Drunk on all platforms. Take a moment to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform and give us a star rating. Five if possible. If you're visiting New York City or a resident, stop by the studio and hang out with us during an episode. Reach out beforehand to make sure we'll be here. We'd love to see you. And please support our show by visiting heritageradionetwork.org and clicking on the beating heart to donate. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. 
For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.